Curriculum Associates presents Extraordinary Educators with hosts Sari Labaris and Danielle Sullivan. Get ready to hear tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your teaching, leadership, and drive student learning. We're here for you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Extraordinary Educator Podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Sari. And this week, we are joined by Kimberly Robinson, who is a former Extraordinary Educator and just an incredibly inspiring human. She recently transitioned from teaching elementary to high school. And this, I mean, I learned some stuff by talking to her in the podcast. I mean, she's, she's really the true embodiment of be the change you want to see in your life and in school and the classroom. And she has a plethora of really awesome ideas for any grade level. So I can't wait for you to listen. Let's dive in. Hi, Kimberly. We're so excited to have you back on the podcast. What What's new in your world? What where, What have you been up to? Well, I transitioned last year from teaching in the Tampa and Clearwater area from elementary school. I finished my master's in education and God brought me back to a very, very small town. There's not even a Publix in this city. So Um, It's been a huge change of pace, just slowing down, being on a farm, um, working in a farm town, a very small knit community, and also being 10 minutes down the road from my parents. So, and I'm teaching high school now. So it's been a lot of transition in the past year. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, that's must be so the change of pace sounds really nice. (laughs) Um, And then you just casually mentioned now I'm teaching high school. So for those of you who don't know, Kimberly was a former elementary teacher. So we would love to hear, hear about that. How's that going for you? Your transition from teaching little minds to much older kids. Well, I can say that I have a huge passion for little children. The reason I became a teacher was that connection of having that unconditional love from a child and that love for learning and teaching a child how to read, nothing compares to that. To this date, nothing can compare to that. Um, But to go from little minds to much bigger, more developed minds, I think I can challenge them more. And I love that because I get bored easily Mm -hmm. and I love a good challenge. I love a debate. I love a conversation and I like to spark questions And so with my high schoolers, I'm teaching biology and physics. So I'm constantly like, well, what do you think about this? Or how does this connect to this? And I have a love for health and nutrition. And so when I am able to tap into that part of my brain and that part of my passion and give that to a group of kids, I have seen it come back threefold in my life. And it's very rewarding. I want to dig in a little bit more to a couple of things that you shared. The last time we were on the podcast, you talked a lot about mindfulness and I'm curious, how did you transition even from doing mindfulness activities when you taught elementary school versus high school? And then I'd love for you to expand upon what you just shared about health and wellness and, and how are you taking care of yourself in the transition and how are you supporting your high school students and taking care of themselves? So my primary thing that I do in regards to incorporating mental health and overall well-being and connecting with my kids, every morning when they come in, there's instructions on our um, PowerPoint slide. And we start off every class period. And there's usually like 35, 40 kids. I have the biggest class in the whole science department. So it's a lot of your 
supporting students. They need extra guidance and support. They're not ready to embark on higher level science classes. And so I'm like, all right, you guys came in. What's our question for the day? Write down your mood. So every morning they come in and they write down hashtag my mood and then we share out. So I'll be like, what's your mood? Hashtag Mondays or hashtag it's Friday. You know, I'll try to make it a joke. And then we go around the room and bounce off each other and we share how we're feeling. And then I try to bring in some type of quote or something I'm researching or something I did that week to tie them together. And it really helps bring the climate and the environment really calm. So I can see the kids come in really stressed, like, oh, I don't want to do this today to, oh, okay, I'm safe. I'm loved. Everything is good. And to see that happen by just saying, how are you feeling? It lets them know that they're seen, they're validated, they're heard, and how they feel in that very particular moment is important. Emory, so you that- are uh, you are amazing. Sorry, <laughs> I just cut you <laughs> off there. I just uh, that that that's so such a nice way to start anything. An adult, a, a, a toddler, a child, right? Just to like you said, feel seen, feel heard, um, and just and just kind of. I'm sure you can feel it. The mood change in your room. I'm curious how your students responded to this when you rolled this out in the beginning. And I'm sure you, there's teachers listening who want to try this no matter what grade they teach, because I remember my high school classes, never once did a teacher ask in the beginning, how do you all feel? We just, do, the bell rang and we started taking notes, you know? So how did you kind of frame this for them and and how did they take it in, in the beginning of the school year? Well, I noticed when kids come in, they want connection first. They either want connections with the person next to them by touching them, talking to them, asking a question, taking their notebook. But I started to study and watch how students interacted, especially in the morning time. They haven't seen their kids since the day before. And, you know, it's a new day. A lot of kids, this is their safe space. I've been told by over 300 students that I know I'm safe in Ms. Robinson's care. I know without a shadow of a doubt, no matter what behavior presents itself, the kids know that this is their home away from home. And sometimes it's safer than their home. And so I noticed the first month or two of school, I would put up bell work and review questions. And there would be five or six kids that would come in and be like, I got this answer. The rest of the kids would not write anything down. They wouldn't even put their name on the paper. They were just sitting there and like looking at their friend or talking and trying to make a connection. They hadn't been connected with since the day before they were at school. And I thought to myself, well, when I have to go to meetings and professional development, I don't want to walk into there and start doing work and start talking about business. I want someone to open up with a joke or open up with something that gets me out of my mind and into my heart and into my body and my life, you know? And so I started doing that. And at first people were like, what? I'm chill. Hashtag tired, hashtag exhausted. I can't tell you how many times I've heard hashtag exhausted. But every day I kept doing it and the kids were like, wait a second, are we doing this today? Please tell me we're doing this. And I stopped creating this rigor where they felt like they had to come in and respond to a review question. We were going to get to the review, but I wanted to get to them first and let them connect with their environment and set the tone so there was trust. When you have a child, you have to establish trust every single day, especially if that trust is broken at home. They need that affirmation and that rebuilding of trust every day because they're a, they're like a baby. Developmentally, their brain's not even fully developed till they're in their mid-20s. 
So we still have little brains that need that firing in that neuro pathway that says, hey, I'm safe. I have a place at the table and I deserve to sit here and learn. I love everything you just said. <laughs> I literally said that yesterday. And I love that you are a high school biology, biology teacher saying this because so many times I hear from other high school or, or leaders, well, nobody has time to do that in high school. Your proof is in the pudding in your district, in your classroom, because you're, it is true. Their brains are still developing. And I think people think high school, like, oh, you're an adult. No. And especially after the pandemic, this is more important. Like this is the work, like having, feeling safe. Of course, you're going to get to the rigor. And when they connect with you, that's what matters. So uh, we could talk to you all day, but unfortunately that is where it's all the time we have for the podcast, but I just want to give you an opportunity. What's one thing, if somebody's starting out, if somebody's saying that they don't have time in high school, what's one thing that helped you prioritize this? Um, well, I could give you multiple things, but I have learned many things from COVID. I'm not taking my work home. If it doesn't get done, that's just too bad. Kim is important. Kim's mental health and well-being is important. And she comes first. And I love her enough to say no. And I just want to encourage any teacher out there, make time to connect with your kids because connection comes first, rigor comes second. You will not be able to hold a space for a child to academically succeed and figure out their talents and abilities without first connecting and getting to know that child and who they are. And the same goes for you as an educator. People want you to show up and just pump out straight A students. You're not going to do that without feeling seen, valued, and heard. So remember you as an educator and try to give that same grace to a child, no matter what age they are, because you need that same opportunity in return to succeed. Absolutely. Mic drop. There's, I don't, there's nothing to say, Kimberly, because everything you just said was beautiful and perfect. And you are just absolutely right. So thank you so much again for your time and for being here. We love talking to you. Thank you. That's it for today's episode of the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Please leave us a review where you listen to podcasts as it really helps us reach more educators like you. Follow us on Twitter at Curriculum Associ and on Instagram at MyIready. If you have feedback, a topic of interest, want to be a guest or have a question, email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. This is about you. We're here for you. So until we meet again, be you, be true, be extraordinary. The Extraordinary Educators podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates, editing by Danielle Sullivan, social media by At City Hannon, guest booking by Sari Liberis, music by Mark Bernstein. This podcast is copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Curriculum Associates and on Instagram at MyIready and send your emails to extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. <laughs>